I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz post game, 131 to 114 is your final. Jazz beat the Rockets. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Career high tonight for Lowry Markinen. 49 points on 15 of 27 shooting. Six of 15 from three. 13 of 13 at the line. He also grabbed eight boards, dished out a couple assists, and had one really good block shot. But how about that uh, career night from Lowry, coach? It was so um, it was so Lowry like too. He he really fell into a bunch of shots. You know the Jazz did a great job as always of moving the basketball. Um, and like Ron and David alluded to, most of his shots early in that game were catch and shoot threes or out in transition. Um, the beautiful part about Lowry is you know his usage as we've talked about his efficiency. Um, you know goes for a, another spell without really scoring, um, and then just absolutely explodes forty nine. Um, his previous career high, 38. And just he, he continues to just be a phenomenal story, Jake, about uh, perseverance through a couple of uh, you know tough situations that weren't ideal for him but made the best of them and then ends up here and gets the opportunity to be number one, and he is shining. Uh, most points scored by a Jazz player since Carl Malone. And let me find out uh, our boy... Uh, Tyson Ewing had it, and now I've lost it. But uh, since Carl Malone against Golden State in 1998, April 7th, the mailman had 56 points. So most points scored by a Jazz player since 1998. And we've watched all these games, and we've kind of seen the progression. And it was only a week or so ago we were saying, hey, he's got to start kind of demanding the ball, wanting to be the guy uh, finding it. And it didn't take very long, 49 tonight. Uh, again, very efficient shooting the basketball. And um, not just that, but I thought his whole floor game, the way he guarded, rebounded, you mentioned the block shot that was vicious. Uh, just an awesome night for Lowry that he'll never forget. And stack up those stats. We want to see a, a jazz player play in the All-Star game here in, in Salt Lake City. I think that would uh, thrill everybody. In the All-Star voting, the first uh, returns have come out, and he's seventh in the front court race in All-Star voting. I don't think he'll get to be a starter, but I think it is a sign that he's getting some respect out there, and hopefully when the coaches select the rest of the team and the reserves, he's uh, one of those selected. Yeah, absolutely. He's He deserves it. I mean, uh, I was looking at a tweet, you know, his last, his run of games, he's just, just absolutely putting numbers, you know, every every single night. Again, I, th- I do believe the piece of it that's so different, I guess, um, is 
every night it's so efficient. Every night it's done within the context of how the Jazz play, and um, that just makes him a, just an absolutely versatile and dangerous weapon. Uh, the Jazz got 19 tonight from Jordan Clarkson. Uh, they got 19 off the bench from Malik Beasley. Uh, 11 from Ochai Obaji. We heard uh, him in the walk-off interview, Coach. He got in, played 18 minutes. They're giving him a little bit more run these last couple of games, and he played well tonight. Yeah, he did. Um, it was absolutely awesome to see him make some shots. Um, you know, it, it is hard to wait your turn. It's hard to, to um, you know, see other guys having success, and you, you're, you're working really hard. But nights like tonight are the payday. Um, you know, I, I, I go in early. I watch guys shoot, and, uh, and there's been a ton of work put in, let's put it that way. Uh, so it's awesome to see good result for sure. By the way, we should, uh, we should say this, uh, that uh, we're broadcasting here from Vivint Arena. And uh, Monster Jam is in town. So if you hear something in the background of the show that sounds like uh, a couple of tons of uh, American-made machinery, that's exactly what it is. And the best part is, you if, you know, if anything, you you might hear it just mildly, but we get to hear it very loud um, through our earphones, and then uh, the fumes are, are wonderful. Really, really and actually, uh, Coach, the first show is until tomorrow. We get the dress rehearsal tonight. So we thought we'd get the heads up to the listeners out there. It's like a purple haze in the arena. If people are saying out there, wow, it sounds like those guys are in a stadium full of monster trucks. Well, we are. <laughs> no, I just had a big burrito. And, me. hey, get out to Monster Jam over the weekend. Get the kids. Come on out here to uh, Vivian Arena. But the Jazz pick up a, a big win for the Rockets. And I say big because they snap a five-game losing streak. Jalen Green uh, had a nice game coach. He had, <clears throat> excuse me, 30 points. But it took him 24 shots to get there. 8 of 24, 4 of 12 from 3 at 4 rebounds and 4 assists. Kevin Porter Jr. had 23 points tonight. And Sangoon, who, uh, who we like. He's a good player. 20 points, 14 rebounds for Houston, who did manage to keep it close <clears throat> until the end. Locke uh, talked about that in crosstalk uh, that they uh, blew him out in crunch time. All right, let's go uh, to Houston and hear from Coach Hardy. Approach tonight was great. Uh, came out really moving the ball. Had 33 assists tonight. Just it's hard to maintain the appropriate approach when you've had five tough games in a row like we did and I think that's just a credit to our team the guys we have in that locker room their ability to maintain focus and dig in and have each other's back uh, when things aren't going their way um, I think is really really special and I think that's why our fans love this team um, I think it's obvious who the game ball goes to it goes to Ochai Hakbaji um Lowry is a very good player, and he had 49 points, but which is his career high. But Ochai also had his career high, and I have a lot of respect for Ochai, the way he's approached his work every day so far this season. He spent a lot of time in the G League, our G League staff. You know, Scott Morrison and, and his staff there have done a tremendous job with Ochai, helping him understand what it takes to be a pro, understand what it takes to impact winning, and. I think Ochai, his physicality defensively in the game was great. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, he started off the quarter hot, um, you know, got the dunk, and then from there, his teammates found him and was able to knock down three three balls. So it's really hard to do what Ochai just did. And he delivered, stepped up big time for us. So 
very happy for him. Uh, I think this is a, you know, a, a sweet moment here early in his career uh, for Ochai. And Lowry, you know, we all wear hoodies with Lowry's face on it, so you know how we feel about Lowry. Uh, spectacular again. When you look at Ochai, you know, as a coach, um, was there a specific moment, you know, whether it be a practice, whether it be a shooting around where, you know, you just came, you know, to the decision like, hey, it's, it's time, you know, he looks like he's ready, it's, it's time to start, you know, kind of getting him into the rotation a little bit? Yeah, I'm not sure you ever know if somebody is ready. But I think when we look at Ochai and the way he's approached every day, his mentality that he's had when he's been in the G League, the way he's dealt with good games, the way he's dealt with bad games, the way he's dealt with kind of going back and forth, being with us, being with them. You know, it's odd travel when you're doing that stuff also. Um, that's some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that people maybe don't appreciate, that you're bouncing around all over the country because the G League games, you know, when they're home, they're in Salt Lake, but they're also in a lot of different destinations. And, you know, he's never complained. And I think, you know, we just we've reached a point in the season where he had put in a really good body of work, and it was time to try to get him some minutes and see how he did. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I saw this coming. You know, oh, yeah, Ochai's going to go in the game and he's going to have this type of performance. But, you know, I think as a staff, we were very confident that his approach was going to be correct and that he was ready to, you know, dig in mentally to play in an NBA game. And, you know, an important game for us. We, we needed this win. And he, he was fantastic. Um I also want to circle back. Somebody that I didn't mention in my open that I thought really set the tone for us was JC. I thought his five assists in the first quarter were huge for us. It just started the feeling of the ball moving in the game. And, um, you know, he did a great job. Obviously, Mike had 11 assists, uh, made a lot of great decisions for us in the game. So it's a team win, as, as it always is for us. Um, so really happy for the guys. When you guys, uh, Houston comes all the way back, you guys are up 13, Houston comes all the way back, they take an 86-85. You close the quarter on a 10 nothing run. How important uh, was that response You know, heading into the fourth quarter for you guys? Yeah, that was huge for us. You know, credit to Houston. Like we talked about before the game, they have some really talented young players. And they hit seven threes in the third quarter. I thought we did a good job protecting the basket. I thought we did a good job containing dribble penetration. And... They made some tough off-the-dribble step-back threes um, in that quarter and had seven of them. But that run at the end of the quarter for us to still manage to find a way to win that quarter, I think set us up you know, with some confidence going into the fourth. And that, that was big for us. I think it's, it's always important how you close quarters. It's something that we've talked about a lot this year. It's something we've worked on a ton. You know, those situations, end of quarter, um, they're such those minutes are more important than you think for the momentum of the game and for us to find a way to win that quarter I thought was big for us when um, you, know, you, you guys go you know, up 11 you're heading into the fourth quarter um, and they make another push at you uh, how was Lowry able to, to basically essentially close, close the game out you know Lowry's done such a good job of continuing to work on different ways he can impact the game offensively. Um, obviously, he's shown the ability to shoot the ball, but I think the physicality that he's played with, 
driving the ball, the physicality that he's played with as a screener uh, has given him an opportunity uh, to score in a variety of ways. You know, he's finding a way to get to the free throw line a lot because of that physicality. And, you know, anytime you see guys have big scoring nights in the NBA, a lot of times there's a lot of free throws involved in that. And he's just shown an understanding of how to play when teams try to take certain things away from him. So, you know, he started the game hot from three and then really outside of that last one that he made in the corner, it seemed like he hadn't made a three, you know, for the remainder of the game. And, and you know, but he he still found ways as a screener, driving the ball, uh, you know, found ways to, to score for us. So it's a credit to him. It's a credit to his teammates. You know, again, we don't put Lowry in a ton of isolation situations where it's just him dribbling and everybody kind of gets out of the way. It takes his teammates being in the proper spacing. It takes the person handling the ball when he's the screener to deliver the ball. I thought Mike delivered the ball to him great tonight. JC found him a couple times as well. So it's, you know, with our team, it's always going to be group execution that leads us to success. So obviously thrilled for Lowry, um, but I think his success is indicative of the team executing well. What was uh, the reason why you uh, inserted, reinserted Taylor into the rotation tonight? Again, I think I think Taylor's approach has been very good. I thought. Um, you know, he's really dug in on some of the details defensively. And I thought that his physicality and ability to, to drive the ball tonight was going to be important against Houston's defense. Um, you know, they, they do a good job of helping. And, you know, ball handlers that drive the ball well can draw a lot of attention from their defense. So I just felt like Taylor was a, a good matchup for this team tonight. And, you know, for him to have four assists and one turnover, I thought you know, was, was big for him. That's Taylor using his strengths to help the team, uh, even though if he didn't score a ton. You talked about uh, your t- this being a team effort. Effort whenever all the guys were so excited there at the end when Laurie passed his uh, career high. Was that, is that kind of fun when you're going through a tough time to see, see some excitement like that? Yeah, we, we really try to maintain that togetherness and that feeling. Um, you know, as, as JC says all the time in our locker room, keep the vibe alive. Um, our guys are all bought into the group. They're happy for each other's success, and I think that's what makes this season fun. Um, you know, we, we talk at times, fun is underrated in the NBA, and it's easy to get lost in in the mix and, you know, the ups and downs of a season. But these guys have, have kept that that approach every day um, and it's it's always a good feeling as a coach when you see the guys really rooting for each other um, you know for Lowry to have a big night I thought they were just as fired up for Ochai at the beginning of the fourth quarter when he had his little run so they know the work that goes in behind the scenes and um, we have a a wonderful group of guys uh, that are all bought in together there you go jazz head coach Will Hardy and uh, I know the idea, well, a game ball that's figurative, you know, in this case. But uh, Coach Hardy comes out and gives the the game ball to Ochai Obaji, which which I get. He was great. This was the best game of his career. But it was also arguably the best game of Lowry Markkinen's career. And if I were Lowry, I'd be going, hey, Coach, how many how many I got to score to get that game ball? The best part about it is I'll bet you Lowry was the first guy to congratulate uh, oh, for Obaji sure. for the ball. Uh, but, no, it's a great point. I think um, progression isn't linear. And Coach Hardy said that all year long. 
Um, everybody's a different spot on the road on this team, but I think the biggest piece that he said there at the end is everybody pulls for each other. Um, they encourage each other. I mean, they're all wearing uh, the Lowry Markin and finisher uh, hoodies, and um, Walker Kessler's the campaign manager, for heaven's sake. So he's bound to get in there. But I thought Coach was great tonight. It's got to be nice to win, get off the schneid. And uh, this was this was a very well-played game across the board by the Jazz. Jazz win tonight. Uh, they beat the Houston Rockets 131 to 114 to end that five game losing streak. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. <clears throat> our next broadcast is coming your way on Saturday night. The Jazz will be in Chicago to take on the Bulls. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some sound from the players and we'll continue to get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on this one as well. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Jazz post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win. They beat up on the Rockets tonight, 131 to 114, ending the five-game losing streak, which was a crazy one. They lost five uh, consecutive games by a grand total of 15 points. Uh, and then you see tonight, Coach, they go on to win by, you know, don't do math on the air, but uh, 17 points. So, I don't carry the two. Yeah, I've, 17 points. I have total confidence in your ability to add on. I don't. I, I don't in the uh, – in the slightest, but they get a career night from Lowry marking a career high for him. 49 points. How, how about uh, how efficiently he scores 49 points on 27 shots. It's crazy. And because we've all, you know, seen guys that put up huge numbers um, and not so worried about how many shots it takes them. Nah, uh, I thought Lowry actually could add 60 the way he shoots the three. Um, he missed a bunch uh, you know, uh, shots he typically would make. Um, so I just think he played terrific, but I, I think across the board, the Jazz lost five in a row and, you know, your psyche and all that's all over the place, but they came out tonight and they really did the things that matter. They, they were played on attack offensively. You know, they got their shots. I think that's so huge. They made this team kind of break. Um, they were able to get a ton of, uh, catch and shoot threes. And then, you know, we talked about the hustle numbers, the steals, uh, the ability by the Jazz to, to limit transition baskets by this team and the number of times they get out in transition. Um, and then, you know, as a staple of this jazz team, share the basketball. I think all those things combined, all the best of what we've seen 
all together. I think this team really put together a great game. Their offensive rating tonight, a 129. Jazz had 33 assists, Coach, on 46, uh, 46 made field goals, which is a great number. Uh, you referenced the steals. They had 10 as uh, a team, which is fantastic, considering uh, they also had five blocks, so that's uh, uh, you know 15 between the two and only eight turnovers, which is uh, which is. I believe if memory serves a season low, we'd have to go back and it look is, at that. It is, yeah. They, um, according to Cleaning the Glass, that's correct. But, man, that's a great number. That is a that is a really great number. So the Jazz doing the little things that uh, that help you win. And I think, you know, I, I think my point being they lost five, it's easy to just kind of fall into the trap of, you know, they went out tonight with the total intent of winning the game. Their their focus and everything else was great. I, I understand the Rockets aren't great. Um but they did beat them this year one time. Coach Hardy mentioned that in the pregame. So all that being said, uh, I thought the Jazz really performed well. It's awesome for them to to get off of that losing streak and kind of kind of focus. But it was the way they did it. it. Not so much just how they did it. Obviously, Lowry's big night. But it was a combined team effort. I thought they really dominated this game. Let's check out the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass coach, Jared Vanderbilt, had nine rebounds tonight in uh, 31 minutes. Lowry Markinen had eight. The Jazz, as a team, had 42 rebounds. They were actually out-rebounded. 49 to 42 and uh Sangoon had 14 boards uh all to himself as uh he's he's uh he's a pretty good player. I mean Houston is not void of talent. They don't have a great record. Mike Smith hit on this uh in the pregame I thought really well. You know, they do have some young players that show potential. Now whether they fulfill that potential or not obviously remains to be seen, but some nice young pieces it would appear. Yeah, just not enough, right? It's a team that um they're building and I do think they have three or four pieces going forward, and Eric Gordon's still out there just figuring out how to be a veteran on a very young team. Um, are they improving? No, there's no improvement. Being <laughs> uh, let's go down now uh, back to Houston and hear from Ochai Obaji. This playing time, what do you think you've been doing that is making him trust you so much right now? Um, I think just keeping my work consistent, um, showing up every single day, uh, working as hard as I can, and uh, letting everything else, you know, um, deal with itself um that's kind of how i've seen it just you know showing up with a with a positive attitude and the right mindset and just getting better every day and just staying ready your night started tonight with this monster jam tell me how that kind of got you loose because then you started hitting everything from there uh coach he, he drew that up in the in the in the huddle and you know he said get to your right hand and uh finish strong so you know that's what i did and mike once we got out there mike was like you know i want you to dunk it if you get the chance dunk on somebody so uh i just went up there it was a good play um but no it was just good how did that give you energy, though? Because then you started really hitting from three. Uh, I mean, just just as a, the dunk is all I need. I feel like uh, just to get me going, just to you know get get my energy up, um, turn up on defense, and then you know obviously just knock down that next shot that, that that's available. I thought something really important was it wasn't just putting you in and getting you some minutes in random times. You were on the floor to finish this game defensively. What does that mean to you that he trusts you in that moment? Um, you know, it shows obviously that he has a lot of trust for me on the defensive end. Uh, I think just our activity and all the guys that were in at that time uh, were, were really clicking defensively, so we just kept it that way and uh, closed out the game in, in the best fashion you know, possible as far as you know, uh, building that lead. 
Rookies get into the league and they want it all now. How have you been patient and then be ready for your moments? Um, like I said, just just showing up every single day with a good attitude, um, not worrying about you know all the outside noise because there is so much outside noise. But not worrying about that. But really, you know what uh, what everyone is is you know in in the Jazz what they're doing for me and um, you know what they're trying to do for me. So is it fair? We said it on the broadcast, but is it fair to say those were your best minutes as a Jazz man so far? Yeah, yeah, I would say those are. <laughs> okay, I love it when we're right. Thank you, Ochai. <laughs> I appreciate you. All right, there you go. That's Ochai Obaji uh, with uh, with Holly Rowe. And a career night for Lowry Markkinen, uh, a career night for Obaji. He was getting uh, a little bit more of an opportunity and uh, went out there tonight, Coach, uh, off the bench and scored 11 points. You heard him talk about the dunk and then getting the threes going. Three for four from three, four for five from the field. And, man, I like his attitude. We heard him in the walk-off and heard him right there. And uh, if you could see, we've got the TV monitors here in the studio just a grin from ear to ear. There's a guy who's excited to be playing NBA basketball. He got the game ball, man. Come on. Um, awesome night for him. I, I thought that, uh, you know, Will does a really good job situationally of, of keeping guys ready. And I, it was probably two weeks ago I walked in early. I think, Jamil, you were in there. We sat and we're watching Akbaji shoot the ball. And, and he he struggled a little bit, you know, with a three-point line, just being a little further out. So he's been working on that. And, um, it was interesting because Danny Ainge actually went out and worked with him a little. Um, but he has the prototypical 3 and D body. He can keep guys in, in front of him. Uh, but if he can make threes at that clip, um, the dunk was awesome. That was kind of that pin-down play they run for Lowry a lot. But got to his right hand and dunked it. Just an overall great night for Ochai. A very well-coached guy all the way through being with Bill Self. Can uh, take some criticism. And I like the fact that we've seen some growth early on. How about when your GM comes out to work with you on your jumper? It's not bad. It's it's Danny Ainge. You know, you're like, oh man, the GM's out here. Uh, I better listen. Won the won the championship <laughs> as a as a player and a exec. So hey, he might know what he's talking better, about. Better listen to what uh, that guy is talking about. So there you go. All right, post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win over the Rockets, 131 to 114. We'll have more next. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe postgame. Brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win. They beat the Rockets 131 to 114. Let's go back to Houston and hear from Malik Beasley. Lowry Markinen, finisher hoodie, and your boy drops 49. How did you give him such positive mojo to start this game? Uh, that's all him. And then uh, all of us just making the right plays and him being aggressive and um, he was due for a 40-point game, and he almost got 50. So we're proud of him and uh, ready to get this all-star going. I want to celebrate your mindset because you come in ready. How are you so ready to go when you get those minutes and you come in off the bench? Uh, just always stay ready, so I have to get ready. Uh, work on all my shots and uh, make sure I get a good, get my first one out the way during the first time out, get a run in and stuff like that, uh, and then I'm ready to go. 
This was a five-game losing streak for the Jazz. They went ahead early in that third quarter. How did you guys finish this one and kind of get back in the winning winning way? Uh, we know how desperately we needed this win, and uh, we fought through, and uh, whatever it took, and that's uh, so what we did tonight, whether it was defense, offense, uh, making the right plays, and we did that tonight. You guys call timeout. You start on a run and really close out this game strong. How important is learning how to finish this game and those things that make up finishing? Well, I believe, like, Almost half of our games have been undecided by like five points or less. So uh, we've been in that situation before, but we didn't even want to come down to that. We wanted to get this win, uh, get some rest, and get ready for this back-to-back coming up. All right. I know it's Lowry's picture on this finisher hoodie. Do you think we need like a team photo on the next finisher hoodie? Because the uh, team is finishing strong. Yeah, we're definitely finishing strong. Uh, but, you know, everybody and it, at the same time, we each get got to get our individual praise, and he deserves to be an all-star. I think JC deserves to be an all-star, too. Uh, flame on. So, uh, uh, you know, we got a great group of guys, and let's continue to win and get this thing rolling again. Thanks, Malik. Thank you. <laughs> you know what, Malik? You had a great night tonight uh, and are shooting the ball so well this season. Malik Beasley, 19 points, 7 of 14 shooting, 5 of 11 from 3, hit that 5-3 mark that he's told us to keep an eye out for. And honestly, in the, the maybe the only point in the game where Lowry Markkinen was not dominating was in that uh, second quarter. And at that point, Malik Beasley was really hitting his stride making shots. I like uh, Beasley's no-nonsense. You can tell. Just uh, give me the question, let me get you the answer, and I'll get out of here. Um, but he has been great at making shots all year long, and it, you know, it's awesome that the team's so behind Lowry. I just saw a tweet. Uh, this is from Calvin Ch- Chappelle, and he's with SLC Dunk, uh, associate editor. But uh, Lowry Markkinen now has the 16th most 30-plus point games in Utah Jazz history. He's played 38 games. Hmm. So it's Mailman Dantley, Donovan Griffith, Booz, D. Will Hayward, Bogey, Jefferson, Drew, Big T, Jay Malone, Stockton, Millsap, JC, and Lowry. So he's on the board. Jay Malone, Jeff Malone. Correct. Who could not shoot the three. Jumping straight up. Had to be leaning. And it was, you know, a shooting guard. The three point was not necessarily in his. No, record. he was a good player and ended up uh, included in the Jeff Hornacek trade. That's right. And, yeah. You know, again, a win win deal, pivotal. Good guy goes, great guy comes back. Really good, but uh, just interesting. Mailman was the, is the leader in the uh, with, in all time history for the Jazz with most thirty point games at four hundred and thirty five. Uh, Lowry just had his tenth. How about that? We talked about improvement in the pregame, and man, has he just stepped up! I mean, you know, making a bid for All Star short, but but proving that he can be a number one option on an NBA team is is remarkable for a guy that certainly has always had a lot of potential but uh, hasn't fit that role yet in his career is fitting it nicely. And Holly, you know, to give credit to the team, she mentioned, she joked, you know, should we put the whole team on the shirt? Um, this is a guy, you know, he is scoring a ton of points, but he does it by, you know, with the movement of, of the ball by his teammates, the, the aggression at attacking, um, certainly very, very special, but definitely want to acknowledge the team in this because uh, they're a big part of it. And the team won. 131 to 114 over the Houston Rockets. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More coming straight ahead. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Brought to you by Chatbooks with Chat. 
let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 131-114 over the Houston Rockets. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories. Real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz snapped that five-game losing streak with a big win over the Houston Rockets. Good way to start this road trip. Well, Monster Jam is in town getting ready for... Donovan Mitchell's return coming up on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard the the roar of the engines. Maybe uh, the dress rehearsal is over, which would be nice uh, for the show here. Uh, but, Coach, let's take a look at the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app tonight from the line. The Jazz 20 of 21, 95%. And considering making free throws in the clutch has been a bit of an issue, that's probably a good sign. Although 13 of those 21 free throws were shot by Lowry Markinen, who was 13 of 13 from the line. I'll tell you what, it'll help you get to 49 points if you can make 13 free throws. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's one of the pieces you talk about how you get, you know, to be able to get 27 shots, and you do it in all sorts of areas. You get offensive rebounds. You run the floor, uh, you screen in space aggressively, and then obviously you uh, you make a lot of shots. But in this game, to kind of uh, drive home that point I was talking about in the last segment, you know, just kind of the it, – it's the way that Lowry does it. Um, Andy Larson just tweeted out, according to Synergy Sports, um, you know, you look at uh, Lowry's usage rate, um, no points tonight came from him as a primary ball handler in pick and roll, uh, in isolation – uh, or, you know, or anything like that. So it's it's just totally different uh, than you watch, uh, like Donovan getting seventy one the other night. Uh, it is it's a different way of scoring. It's very, you know, it's very reliant on the team. But it's uh, you pick your spots, and Lowry was just phenomenal tonight. The team helped him, and could do so many different things. Maybe that's the the thing we're really learning about Lowry as the season goes along. Is there's not a whole lot that he can't do. Locke made a big deal about this. Uh, you've talked about it. You know, the threes were going in the first half, and he found other ways to get buckets uh, in the second half. In fact, uh, Coach Hardy highlighted that in his postgame comments quite a bit, that he hit that three in the fourth quarter from the from the corner. But other than that, he didn't even really take one in the second half because he went out. And uh, what's what's the phrase that Coach uh, Hardy is driving into our uh, our mind? He, he took what the game gave yeah, him? absolutely. And, I mean, that's a good example that he's capable of taking whatever the game gives him. And I think that that comes to you know a point where I tweeted out to you the emotional maturity of this team, like you know the understanding of like for Coach Hardy to say, "Hey, the game tells you to do this," um, and for everybody to kind of be held to that standard, and the guys play like that. So uh, phenomenal coaching, you know, getting the guys in the right spots, um, you know, nice lift from guys we hadn't seen a lot of. Agbaji was, you know, comes to mind. Somebody I'm really excited about and. It's it's very early for him, so see him go out and have a night like this, and and then just overall the Jazz aggression and the fact that, uh, like I said, they went and took this game from the start. This was one they weren't going to lose. Now we haven't talked about uh, this yet tonight in the post game. No Nah tonight. No Nikhil Alexander Walker, uh, but Taylor Horton Tucker was back in the rotation. He had four points in sixteen minutes. Did have four assists, two rebounds, and you could tell he he made it a point to be active. I mean going to fight for those minutes and fight for the for the rotation. He certainly did that. But <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if we see a lot of 
different things and different guys getting opportunities as uh, the season kind of wears on. And you got to find out what you've got in Taylor Horton Tucker and find out how much value there uh, there is there. Yeah, that's it's a great point, and I think that that's what's been great about the approach. Uh, different guys, different nights, giving guys opportunity and not just forgetting about them, putting them on an island. Um, you know, I hadn't seen Taylor Horton Tucker in a while, and, um, you know, he was rusty, you could tell. He went out a little bit sped up and did a better job as the game went on. But, um, yeah, it's nice to keep those guys involved. You know what you're going to get nightly out of Beasley. Kessler's a great addition off the bench. But then you got other guys that you can play with, and, and I like the way Coach uh, approaches that. Can I uh, just hit pause on the Jazz conversation for a second to uh, point out the halftime score in Denver between the Nuggets and the Clippers? And keep in mind that Kawhi Leonard is playing tonight. Uh, the Nuggets are on top of the Clippers, sixty-six to thirty-two. You should have the option if you're trailing more than thirty at halftime to, you know, put the "Do Not Disturb" on your door. We will not be coming out for the second half. I'll tell you what, one of the, I think, great rules in high school sports is the the mercy rule they have in football. I can't remember what it is. I think it's if you're up 35 points in the second half, they don't stop the clock. And I think that's just, that that's the best rule ever. You know, if you're down 66 at 32, you know what? The second half, the clock doesn't stop. Yep, you bet you you're you've got yourself in that position. <laughs> you're gonna have a heck of a time. Getting I can't yourself. believe. It. I mean, how often do you see an NBA team scoring thirty-two points in a half? Fifteen in the first quarter, seventeen in the second quarter. You know, one thing with the Clippers again, not to get too far off on a tangent. I I think Clippers have a great roster, and I don't want to like Kawhi Leonard, but man, I just love his game, and he's so good. But I wonder if he plays enough for them to get the the continuity to to be as good as they possibly could be i i totally agree i don't i i don't know how you do it otherwise and um i'm just looking at the shooting percentages so this is how you you go into the half down 66 32 you shoot two for 21 from three oof 12 for 42 from the field oh man and get out rebounded 30 to 18 against the denver team that's not exactly the best defensive team in the league correct so anyway, yeah, that's uh, sorry. A little that was a good there. call there. I no, we've got to call out those anomalies when we see them. Crazy, and like I said, I I think the Clippers are pretty good. Not tonight, and Denver right now, uh, the best team in the Western Conference, or at least tied for for the best team in the Western Conference with Memphis at twenty four and thirteen. In fact, the top three teams in the Western Conference only separated by half a game. Denver and uh, and Memphis both at twenty four and thirteen, and then New Orleans half came back at twenty four and fourteen. So the Western Conference continues to be an accordion. Just I got a question for you. Crunched up, yeah. Because I got asked this today uh, by Scotty and Hans on their show. The Lakers make the playoffs? No. Or the play in? Maybe the play. Yeah, this, I mean, they make the play in. I, I told them I right thought, now they're in the twelve spot. I told them I thought they might. But they're only one game out yeah. of the 10 spot. So I don't know. Just making the play-in is, which I still don't know how I honestly feel about the play-in, but everybody se- everybody seems to like it, so I guess I'll go along with it. But, yeah, the Lakers could make the play-in. But the, the Lakers are 17 and 21. And it's not like, I don't know. They, I mean, if they make a, a big deal at the trade deadline, maybe that would, would change their fortune a little bit. And but that I was don't kind know. of my thought. I thought they would make some deal that maybe just gives them a light, little life. But it depends on what they do because their deals That's true. in recent memory have not been uh, 
Terrific. They trade Russell Westbrook for Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. Bring us to L.A. Bring us on down to Southern California. I wear my, sh- my shades. You can wear your derby hat. But I do think that uh, what we're famous for, I do think Golden State will move up. They're currently in the ninth spot. I do think Portland will move down. They're currently in the seventh spot at 19 and 18. And I can't decide on Phoenix because I'm so giddy about their recent collapse that I'm hoping it will continue, but I'm not sure if it will. It was interesting to hear Will, you know, when they asked about the playoffs, he's like, I'm, you know, we're, we're just coaching one game at a time here. Yeah. I don't know how you can look at the West right now and have too great a read on. I mean, 25 oh, games is number one and 20 is 10, you know, 20 wins. So uh, 13 losses is number one and 21. So eight games divide or, or separate one through 10. It, it's pretty close. I don't think that uh, Will Hardy is worried about making the playoffs for one second. I don't think. I think he'd love to. Don't get me wrong. And he wants to go out there and win every game he possibly can. But No, he's thinking about. I Yeah, I, I think that's pretty far down on the list of his concerns at the I moment. Agree. There are some other things that uh, are a little bit more important, like finding out what you got in a first-round pick in Ochai Obaji. That was, was great a nice, tonight. Yeah, and we got a nice glimpse, didn't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely, and and sticking with him, uh, and Holly asked about this. Uh, good for her. It was a good question. Sticking with him in the fourth quarter and what uh, that said about his defense. thought that was a pretty insightful question, and he gave a good answer. You know, talked about how that's really got to be what he concentrates on and it gets him on the floor, and, and he's got to make a diff, uh, an impact. And, and I what, think that's a tough message sometimes to get across to rookies. Oh, it is, and it's like the whole world's totally shifted and changed, but – um, you know, that's the one piece with him. He's he's a defender. Uh, I do believe he's got the body for it. He's got great ability to keep dudes in front. I watched him tonight, you know, guard a myriad of different guys with the ball and kind of isolated. He did a nice job. So get some confident out of t- confidence out of tonight. That's always great for a young guy. Um, reinforce some of the good things and the work habits you've been doing and, you know, get another opportunity to go do it again. Man, players like him are just a, at a premium in the league right now. They're prototypical. I mean, if you can if you can get those players that can be in your rotation and they can be effective 3 and D guys and then good attitude, good team guys, it's a big deal. Yep, that those you know, you, I think, you know, if if he can continue to grow and mature, again, he was an older guy, you know, played longer, wasn't uh a one and done, but I think there's some real substance to him. Um obviously won a national championship, uh, was a part of a storied program with a lot of pressure and, and you know kind of stood to that pressure so i'm really i'm really excited about it and it's fun that he got out there i've had a lot of people ask me when's he going to get his chance when's he really going to show and there he was tonight. seems like he's got some minutes coach hardy giving the g league staff a lot of credit too uh for him being ready to step in and uh and produce um post game is brought to you by mark miller subaru in the my subaru is campaign real stories from real mark miller subaru customers subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share read some share your own at my com. am i the only one who's really looking forward to tonight's play of the game where does jamil go what career high does he go with where, where was Locke's best call tonight i hope it's telling the guy hey are you ready for my drop <laughs> Oh, I did the yelling at the engineer. Yeah, I, I, I was is that eligible? After working for him as an intern, I was like looking around thinking, is he yelling at me? <laughs> I was trying to duck the pencil and go fly across the room. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think that's eligible, but, but I would I would love it if Jamil came back with that. But no, I don't think, I don't think that's what we're going to get, unfortunately. Uh, all right, the Jazz win uh, over the Rockets, 131 to 114. More next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. 
Take. Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! An 11 0 run to close it, and Lowry's got most of them. Conley, off the market and pick. Flares back to Lowry. Why not? He hit again! He's going for 50. The Rockets crowd oohs and ahs as he's got 49. He called for that. I mean, he looked at Conley. He did put the finger wag along. I want the basketball. Conley set him up nicely. Lowry marking it with 49. A 14-0 run. And that will be his new career high, at least for now. Larry Markinen scoring 49 points. There's our guard, David Locke, in your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Excuse me. Driven by you. Jazz winners tonight. They beat the Rockets 131 to 114. They snap the five game losing streak. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. 49 points from Lowry Markin and 15 of 27 shooting, 6 of 15 from 3, 13 of 13 at the line. He had eight boards, two assists, and even a monster block shot. Jordan Clarkson tonight with 19 points on 7 of 16 shooting, four rebounds for him, five assists. Uh, Malik Beasley with 19 coming in off the bench had a really nice second quarter in particular. We've talked a lot about Ochai Obaji, who had 11 points, four of five shooting, three of four from three. Haven't talked much uh, tonight, Coach, about Mike Conley, who had nine points and really struggling to shoot the ball, and that that continues. Three of ten shooting, one of five from three, but 11 assists and four rebounds, and it continues to be true that the team runs better offensively when Mike Conley's in the game. I just keep saying, you know, thinking he's going to break out of a shooting slump. But uh, tonight, again, he had really good looks. Um, you know, just is is not – something's not with his mechanics or something. You know, maybe rushing it. But he has not shot the ball yet like we've seen Mike shoot it. But, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Him him being out on the floor, everything's better. What they used to say, everything's better with a blue bonnet on it. Um, when he's out there, everything's better. You know, maybe he's just not used to the shots he's getting. And and this is, by the way, complete speculation for me. You're the coach, so feel feel free to tell me I'm wrong at, at any moment. But I remember when he first got into Quinn Snyder's system, and it took him a minute. He didn't shoot the ball well when he first got to the team. You know, we remember really it took him a, an entire season to get his feet under him. And maybe the shots are just a little bit different uh, in this offense than they were even in, in Coach Snyder's. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but... I mean, it's a good point. I think there's lots of different variables, and that certainly could be one of them. Right, and you you just don't. It's unlike him. I mean, one of five from three, Mike Conley's a much better shooter than that, has been his whole career, and is getting good shots, so whatever that is. But I I like that he still finds a way to really contribute to the team. 11 assists. He's having the best assist year of his career. No doubt. And that, and that you know, I just talked about why Lowry is so good. Um, if Mike is the one that's kind of uh, every night making sure that ball's going to fly around, you know, he's making a huge assist then to Lowry being able to develop like he is. Uh, for the Rockets tonight, Coach, uh, they were led by Jalen Green, who had 30 points, 8 of 24 shooting, uh, 4 of 12 from 3. Just by comparison, by the way, uh, Lowry only had, Lowry Markin had, let's see, three more shots than Jalen Green, but scored 19 more points. Wow. That's pretty amazing, right? And Jalen Green had 30, by the way. So uh, Kevin Porter Jr. had 23 on 8 of 22 shooting. Uh, Sengun, Sengun, 
Am I saying Sengun? Yeah, Shengun. Yeah. Uh, he had a nice night. Great player. 20 points, 14 rebounds from him, three assists. He had a steal and a block uh, as well. And uh, Jay Sean Tate had 11 coming in off the bench for the Rockets, who are, you know, don't have a ton of talented players, but they have some good guys as they improve and get more efficient. Houston should be better. I like the young nucleus of them. Uh, we knew that the Jazz probably in a good spot to win tonight, but they did a good job, uh, you know, making sure that those young guys didn't go off. I mentioned the nights that they had, all three of them had uh, the nights that the Jazz got beat in here. I think Porter had 26 and uh, Green had 25 and our guy Shingun had 21. So they, those three guys played really well. I think tonight the Jazz did a, a nice job across the board at just having great energy, getting stops, and uh, most importantly, too, not, not giving up a whole lot in transition. You know, they did a good job of making enough shots to keep Houston out of transition. Which has been a challenge for this Jazz team against uh, a lot of teams out there. So that, it shows progress. Improvement, man. Improvement. The theme of the night. There you go. All right, uh, Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this game before we uh, we turn the page. Fun to win, right? Uh, five games lost by 15 combined points. That's tough. Uh, and to sit and kind of watch the way the Jazz lost. But they're resilient. They're tough. Mentally tough. I thought the coaching staff threw it all maintained a brave face and I'd sense zero panic the entire time tonight. The jazz came out and played jazz basketball, got threes, got in transition, you know, we're able to be the aggressor. I'm so happy they got off to Schneid now, uh, try to build on it, um, day off. And, um, and then, you know, two quick games on the weekend. Quick update for you. The Clippers have uh, increased the scoring pace a little bit and are, are to 49 points with uh, four minutes to go in the third quarter. The bad news is, is that the Nuggets have already gotten to 90 points, and now the Clippers are down by 41 points. Over under, maybe they get to 80. Oh, this game's going to get really sloppy. I now. think they'll get to 80, but the Nuggets may get to 130. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what a what a lopsided affair uh, that game turned out or is turning out now, to be. I don't. I'm not a vengeful person unless officials are involved. I think everybody understands that. I don't wish ill on anyone. Um, but Kawhi Leonard, there's some, there is some sweetness to this because he sits out a lot of games. So for him to be in this one and have to deal with it, I don't mind that. Hope, hope Coach Lou leaves him out there for a good long stretch. Yeah, just, I mean, you got to pay your get get that work a, in. Hey, there's no free lunch. You always got to pay the piper. All right, uh, we want to say big thanks to everybody who had a role in the broadcast. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.